Welcome to our weekly Wednesday night shiur. Um, this Shabbos is Pashas Chazak of Chumash Shmeis. Uh, we've spoken many times about the Chazak and the Siyam of, Chaz- of Shemais and the connection um, I don't know if we'll have time to go over any of that tonight we um, we also are going to be discussing Shabbos Mevarchim Chaydish Sivan Mitz Hashem the Shabbos. Also, will Mitz Hashem be learning some Mesechtes Seita and some Mesechtes and Pirkeiavis. Although it's discussing the Chukais, we understand. We need to understand what is the actual language that is used. The phrase that is used, Bechukaisai, of Telechu. Also, this week's parsha is the Teichecha. The Teichecha, mostly usually referred to as the Clawless, the curses. Although, honestly speaking, as you know, the famous story of Pashki Savai, when the Mitla Rebbe was in a shul, the Alt Rebbe was away from the home at the time, the Al-Tarebbe used to lane always, he was the Balkhira. and when the Al-Tarebbe wasn't laning, the Mitla, the Mitla Rebbe, the, the, it was the Pasha of the Teichacha, and the Mitla Rebbe fell very sick from hearing the curses of the Teichacha, when he was later asked, it's not the first time you're hearing this, you hear it every year, twice a year. Why all of a sudden now do you faint from it? To which he responded, When the Tata lanes, heads can call us. When my father lanes, you don't hear any curses, you only hear blessings. Therefore, we need to look into, in our parish as well, the Bukhukesai, although. It's a teichecha, although the koye, the uh, gets takes the aliyah on his own. He does not call anybody up to it. Oh boy! I hope the battery is going to last through the whole shit. I have batteries here. Yeah. 
But still in all, since it is the words of Teda, and being the words of Teda, they obviously cannot be curses. So when one lays it, one reads it, one needs to know that these are words of Teda, and words of Teda can only be good. I had actually a case the other day, a fellow that came to me about his divorce with his wife, told me about the horrific problems that he went through with the whole thing. And I asked him, did you go to the Rav, did you go to Maradas, did you go to the... And he said, no, actually he didn't. I said, well, there's your, there lies, in, therein lies your problem, my friend. The fact that you don't use Das Teda, that's why, unfortunately, things don't go out smoothly. One must always confer with Das Teda, whatever the case might be in the situation. The Reb Marash once told his son, the Reb Rashab, a schooler, To learning to many different things. One of them was to learn a Maimech Siddhas 60 times. And when he, when the Rebbe Rashab asked, when, the, when he asked the Rebbe Rashab, Rebbe Rashab asked him, <coughs> what does it help to learn it 60 times? The Rebbe Marash answered him, it adds to be exact like the first time. All in Yonim Primis Ateda are also in Nigla Ateda. Primis Ateda referring to Chsidis, Kabbalistic studies, all this is found in Nigla Ateda as well, in the revealed Tedas. In Teda there's a cloud. When we learn Teda, every day it should be like it's brand new to you. Even more than that. Rashi explains you The words of Tera should be new to you. Chadoshim Mamish. Without the Kachadoshim with the Chof Dimin, but Chadoshim Mamish. That's the Maida. A person unfortunately starts getting senile. Where a person, we feel so bad for the poor person getting senile, forgetful. But look at the good side. He learns everything he learns is a brand new thing to him. All the people he meets are new people. He meets new people every day. Well, that's not really true. <coughs> it's actually sour humor. Because the fact is, when a person learns Teda, even when the person becomes a senile, later down the line in their life, the Teda they learned has always some kind of In, in embedded memory it's something that always remains with them and they always seem to come back to it and they always seem to can discuss it and it's extremely interesting the way it works how the person doesn't know what world he is doesn't know where he is doesn't know who he is and it's very because 
in my particular family, my mother's father, unfortunately, as he got older, became forgetful. And he forgot this, and he forgot that. He was a man that was very, very active, extremely active in uh, helping out with shuls and, and building shuls. There was two shuls that he literally put on their feet. On, on their feet. Um, he would run back and forth. They were diagonal across from each other. And he would run back and forth, making sure there was coffee for the people, making sure the minion was going. It was really, really a very intriguing fellow. And I've spoken about my grandfather many times. right there and um, when he started getting senile he hello I don't know I'm in the middle of this year Um, he would say v'chalzayz shimchalei shechachti this expression is saying that said always with all this after all said and done he wants to borrow a car after all said and done he would say your name I do not forget and it's actually a cantorial piece but this, he used to try to, you know, he would sing off that cantorial quote. And we tell him, but you forgot, don't you remember you just did something like this? And there's a famous story actually of a chassid, of the Tzemach Tzedek, that suffered a, a trauma in the brain. And he had totally forgotten everything he learned. And he came to the Tzemach Tzedek, and the Tzemach Tzedek benched him, and like a miracle everything just came right back like a hard drive that was revamped and he lived his life he was very very happy and he used to give shirim people used to respect him he was a respectful fellow and one day Standing with Smedish, he was not. He didn't live in Lubavitch, in the city. One day, all of a sudden, he grabbed his head and he screamed, "Oy, the Rebbe!" And the way the story goes, when he did that, the Rebbe Zolotzedek was nostalgic. He passed away, and his whole memory went with that, because the memory was only based on what the Zolotzedek's bracha. So he had become very forgetful and he would come into shul and he'd put his talis and fill down on the table and he'd put on and he would daven. And he davened like a chassid. He remembered all the davening, that wasn't a problem. How to daven he remembered. When he took off his talis and fill by the time he got to the next table he would put down again the talis and fill he's by a table now and he would start taking out his talis and putting it on again. And the people would call to him, I don't remember his name. And they would say to him, You davened already. And he answered, I might forget if I davened or if I didn't, but I'll never forget to daven. And this is a something that's 
entrenched in a person. And therefore, Torah learning is not Kachadoshim, but Chadoshim Mamish. And also, the Gemara says, when it comes to learning Torah, If you keep your score at home, it's Mesech Tzbrachis, Chavbeiz Amaralif 22, side 1. Just like when it says before, it was all done by Matan Torah, with fear and with trepidation and with pompous, etc. Say also here. It's not understood. What's the Malahal and Afghan? By Hasina, you call him Rames Akhelis. Upon him, upon him, Dvar Dibar Hashem. By Hasina, there was tremendous thunder, lightning, it was, it was petrifying. And they stood face to face with Hashem. Masha'inki, when it comes to a person's regular daily mitzvahs, how does a person reach that level of aim of a year to But each and every day, a matantela, as the person has to make a matantela from new. And we say, in Berichas HaTela, we say, no, you say in HaTela. That's giving us the Tela, present present. When it comes in heaven, there's no difference past, present, and future. And therefore, it's not shy to say, Matan Teda is something that happened in the past. It's a thing of the past. And it's not happening right now. But still in all, one needs to toil with the learning of Teda to make it as if Matan Teda each and every day in an open, revealed way. And therefore, when we learn a maimer, each time it gives and adds, just like the first one. Fidigleber once said about his father, sorry, about the father of Mendel Kenter, Bettel, Dave Bell, who lived in Kvar, he had a custom to say every night, taking chatzais. And every day he said the entire Tehillim. He once came into Yechidus by the Rebbe Marash and he asked, what's going to be with my soul? The Rebbe Marash answered him, you're a Yeshuvnik, a peasant. But the Fidig Rebbe explained, he lived in a city, in a kvar. So you know, when you work with horses properly, you're going to get a proper product. It goes, rides properly, it rides comfortably, etc. So as a Yeshuvdik, you should know how, to, how the outcome of good toil and work is. What does that do with Tikkun Chatzais and saying the entire Tillam? Tikkun Chatzais fixes everything that's of the not want. It's the end of Surmeirah, turning away from bed. Saying of Tehillim is in Yanatayda Tefillah. So the Ramarash said, when you prepare your horses properly, you breed the horses right. And the way you raise the horses is so that they should go on a straight path. That's Surmeirah. You're taking them away from the bed. After you ride on it straight, then you come to where you need to go. You arrive at your destination. What is our lesson? 
Ristima, training, is Shaykh to Behemah. The Behemah is the Nefesh Bahamas. And therefore, since the Rasima is Surmeda, and when it, we ride on it afterwards, it'll go straight, and we reach a destination, destination, therefore, we need to take our Yetzirah and put him in the right place. But in the meantime, in the interim, we're still in the Kretschma, in the inn. And the Mitra Chassidim would say, that even then you don't have to worry. Tam i vodka budit. There's vodka here. There's food here. You don't have to worry about it. We're under control. Another story from the Fidik Rebbe. He said, the Rebbe Marash, and Shem Seydin, there's a Shliach in Petterburg. He had a shliach in Petersburg, And this shliach did all his business over there for him. And his reason, his existence was for what? So he could let know when is a good time to buy, when is a good time to sell. The Rebbe used to be in touch with him twice every day. To guide him which way to work. This Shliach himself was a pretty sharp fellow. Not just in Tata, but in business. Obviously, that's why the, the Remarash pointed him. At one time, it came about, he was dealing with the Remarash's properties. It wasn't according to what the Remash told him to do. And it didn't work out. And he knew whenever he did something on his own initiative, and not with the messaging, being a messenger of the Rebbe Marash, he always took a loss. There's a Gemara, if you're keeping track at home, in Kedushin, Membez and Membez, that says, the Tikune Shedarticha Veleila Vesia Aze Botl Mekach. By trying to take things on your own, everything is ruined. But in particular cases, situations, that there was a prophet. Shriach has a right to, do, to deal with it. And the middle, the Rebbe Marash had more property. The Rebbe Marash should write the how much was actually earned. But still, in all, the Rebbe Marash would say and said to him, not really interested to get the profits, or at least not the profits that he that he that he acquires. Because what he acquires is not his. It's not shaykh to him at all. What was the reason behind this? Each and every Jew has a chilek in the world. And he needs to do, each Jew has his mission, 
how he has to elevate and do things spiritually. A Jew that has inyanim, inayim zakes, he sees, a person with clear eyes, sees what he has to do, what his mission is. So the Ramarash should show him when the Mishra did not go. Because his Revach was not shaykh to the worldly things. And it wasn't something to be elevated in Kedusha. Not that it had anything to do that it was any value to him when he made money or didn't make money. This is all null to him. It was void to him. So when his eyes saw in Ayim Zakhis that the Revach was not Chelkei, not taking to him, not elevated, he didn't want to use it at all. come back if we have time there's one more story there if we have time to I'd like to get to the parasha a little bit more in the parasha as we said before discuss the teichicha give me that bottle of salsa please thank you chapter 26 verse 6 Teres Kahanam is brought down. Shafti Chayir Rom in Oretz. Rabbi Huda says, How is Rabbi Shafti? What does it mean that they take away the bad animals from the world? I take him out of the world. Rabbi Shimon says no. They are made in a way that they cannot damage. The Ragged Shavagoin wrote a sefer called the Tzafnas Paneach. And the Tzafnas Paneach he explains the machlekes between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. The Machlekes is on the word Vaheshafti. How will I take away? Rabbi Yehuda holds Shvisa Ubitl Menelem Legamri. Totally eradicated. And therefore he says, Mavira Menelem, taken away from the world. Rabbi Shimon holds, no. Even in the Shvisa and in the Bitl Atzurim, you don't see it. You're not going to see it. By not recognizing what this thing looks like, that's already considered hashbasa. Therefore, he says, "Meshivasan shleiziku, He reforms it so that it will not do damage. How will leiziku? Because it's already heshafta; it's already changed form. According to this, we can understand what is their actually machlik, what is their actual argument here. Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon arguing b'davish ein miskavan. 
something that's not exact. Rabbi Yehuda says, Rabbi Yehuda says it's, it's prohibited, but Rabbi Shimon says it's mutter. Keeping track of the Gemara, Mesech the Shabbos Memalaf Amid Beis, 41 side 2. The Dabba Shayna Miskav, it's not exact. Rabbi Yehuda says you're not allowed to use it, Rabbi Shimon says you are. Also, another thing in a melachashen etzicha legufa, a work that you don't need for yourself on Shabbos. Again, they argue. Rabbi Yehuda says yechayiv, Rabbi Shimon says Potter. and they each go according to their own shita. On the yom Shabbos, it says of a yom Ashvi tish bois. On the seventh day, you shall rest. Shiyesh lishveis mimolacha. One rests from work. And this too, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon argue. According to Rabbi Shimon, shvisa is something that we just change the form. So therefore, davashenim is kavan, and a menachah shenit zicha legufa. It lacks machshava. It lacks actual intention. And malachas machshava asura teda. And only a malacha of machshava the teda was asir that you're not allowed to do on Shabbos if you keep your score at home. It's going to matter. It's beya. You'd give him Amid Beis. You also find it chagiga yud in the beginning of Amid Beis. Reference over there made to malacha sheinetzicha legufa. And therefore, it does not have a form of a malacha. And if you're not doing a malacha like this, this is considered tishbeis. Because shavis is from the malacha, of the word of malacha. You're resting, or you're taking away from the malacha. You're deforming it. Mashenka Rabbi Yehuda says the shvisa is something that's totally eradicated. He holds um, all these malachas yechayim on Shabbos. Because they're asura mitam, Tishbeis. They're also because of the Lashon of Tishbeis. But interesting that the actual Tedes Kahanim continues this very same Achleikis. We only quote at the beginning of the Achleikis. For Rabbi Yudayim and Mavirim and Eilam, Rabbi Shimon Eimer, Meshvisen, Zikhu, Chuli. The end of the Chazal over there says, "V'cheinu Eimer mizmashirim ashabas lemajbis masikim masikim and elam majbisan shleiziku." Mizmashirim ashabas is that what both the destruction from the world and so that they should be deformed so not to be able to be mazik. <coughs> so what's the raya from mizmashirim ashabas? That the word hashafti, excuse me, means shleiziku. We don't know how. We're saying it shouldn't do damage. How should it not do damage? Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon argue how to make sure it doesn't do damage. But what is the raya from the words mizbashiri yamashabas? In Yeshaya, it's brought down. Pasuk says clearly when it comes to the days of Mashiach. Vigar Zaev im Keves. The wolf and the lamb will lie together. There will be, in other words, wolves. 
There'll be wolves that are wild animals. But But they won't damage, they won't hurt the lamb. It'll be able to lie in peace with the lamb. So therefore we must say, according to the Rabbi Yehuda, who also of course holds that there'll be time of Mashiach, the highest Yerayas in the world will just not do damage. And the fact that he argues with Rabbi Shimon who? Is what? It'll be another Tkufa, another error. At that point there will never be any bad animals at all. So in other words, Rabbi Yudha and Rabbi Shimon are arguing about times of Mashiach. Whether there will be two different eras or there will be one. So when it comes to the Pasuk, Mizmashil, the Yayim HaShabos, we find that the Machlekes of the Tanoim, if it's the Yayim Shekulei Shabbos, which is the days of Mashiach, or it's talking about Shvitsis Shabbos, Shabbos Abrashis. And just like you rested then, you might have to keep your score at home, Roshan Alam Aleph, Aleph. And he explains the Machlekes. And this is how this whole thing comes, the Gemara is talking. Ishis Al-Fishani Have Alma Bechad Kharuf. Is 6,000 years was a world and one destroyed. A two were destroyed. If you're going to say today, Kharuf, two were destroyed after 6,000 years, and this man should become Kulei Shabbos, that would be in the second thousand years. Because then it would be impossible to say Yoyim HaShabbos in the Lashon Yachid. Because it would be 2,000 years, it's already plural. It would be Yemei Shabbos. And therefore he needs to explain on the word Shabbos Breshis. If you're going to say Chad Choruv, one, the rest of the Mashiach, the first thousand years of Mashiach. That way you can explain Yoyim HaShabbos, Al-Shukulei Shabbos. When the word says Yoyim HaShabbos, it refers to the Kuli Shabbos. According to this, it comes out properly. Reb Shimon said, from Mizmashir Yom HaShabbos, that it means that the, 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 the Zikim would be totally transformed. Because you learn from this Pasuk, Kulei Shabbos, that will only be Yedoshin Yoyim Echad, Yoyim Echad, Yoshin Yochid. Therefore it comes out properly to say, that there won't be necessarily two Tkufis in the days of Mashiach, according to Rabbi Yehuda, only one of Yehim HaShabbos, Lashen Yochid. We have what to look forward to. Whether it be one Tkufa or two. But the question becomes, Teda, B'chukesai Teleichu, Amelim B'Teda, Rashi tells us one needs to be have the tater so engraved within them that they are male in the tater. They totally work and develop and do everything for tater. And the Al-Tarab explains Chukesa is a Lashon Chakika engraved. And therefore we can understand what Omol Batera means in the word Chukesa. Just like Bechakika, it needs to be, you need to really work on it to get it in, engraved. 
Same also when it comes to the Gerat Tatera. person needs to really put himself totally into the Tera. And you learn on a middle way here, like Kakika in a simple form, that it should be done omo. person should be totally enveloped in this. And thereby he can be pale the Kikika. Then it's possible to say that even the stone can become engraved. And the same thing is by Lima the Teda. Dafka, when you're learning Teda, then it becomes Kakika, it becomes totally in, in, embedded in you, into the heart of the person, even to the heart. Like the heart of his, even if his heart is like the heart of a stone. And what the Chazal tell us, Rabbi Akiva, how did he start? And we just came off of like Bayma from last week. It says Rabbi Akiva was 40 years old. And he never learned a word. Didn't even know the olive base. And one time he was standing by the river. And he saw a stone that was indented and he said wow the water is dripping on this stone every day it drips another drop two three four whatever it is and look how the water can wear away at the stone they said to him Akiva you don't read Avonim Sachgumayim Immediately Rabbi Kiva made a kalvachem on himself. If something that's so soft, rach something so soft, like water, can make an indent in a stone, so too the vritera, which is strong, which is like a metal, can of course get into a heart of a bus of a dumb. And he immediately sat down to learn Teda. The question, of course, becomes the whole Teda. Teda is given in Sinai, in a desert. So random. Teda should have been given in a ballroom with pump and stents, in a country club, poolside, poolside delivery for the Torah. Okay, everybody in with the bathing suits, into the pool. Got the Torah? Dip. Middle of a midbar. They tell a story of a businessman that was traveling in the cold winter. He had his wagon driver. He had a wagon full of goods. And they were going through the forest. And it was a bitter snore. A bitter storm. I guess a snowstorm when you're very tired is a snore. It was a, big, a, big, a bitter snow snow. I wasn't as tired last week when I was in Switzerland giving this year at 3 o'clock in the morning. Um... A bit of snowstorm, 
and somehow the wheels got stuck. Ice and the snow, he had no idea what. The horses never couldn't pull, and he's trying, and he's whipping, and he's screaming, and he's yelling. He's congealing, he's offering, he offered them more hay, he offered them a raise, he offered them whatever they wanted. The horses could not get that wagon out. Now, you stood through a few dangers here. You're in the forest, and you can get killed by some thieves. You're in the forest, your horses can get eaten by the animals. You're in the forest, and it's bitter snowstorm, you can freeze to death. So there's a lot of issues here that this man was worried about, the businessman. And he told his wagon driver, listen, mister, you can't get us out of here, you better run to town. Just keep going, because we're traveling towards the town. Run into town, find a few guys, get us out of here. No. Wagon driver takes out his flask, takes one more good swig of vodka to give himself some leg room, and he's off. He's off and running. He's off and running, he runs and runs and runs, and he ends up in a town called Apta. A town called Apta. And in Apta, he, it's the middle of the night, and it was not conducive. There was no tavern, it was a Siddish town. So now what do you do? He's stuck. He goes from one door to the next, it's dark. And he's trying to wake up somebody. Hello? Anybody there? Please, somebody wake up but to no avail. Finally, he's pretty despaired, and he comes into the shul. And the shul seems relatively empty. And he was pretty, pretty much ready to give up. He's ready to give up. He just didn't find a way to get this out of, get out of this. No, what's that? He sits down. It's warmer than shul a little bit, so he's defrosting, and he starts crying and bawling like a baby. He's bawling like a baby, and. This fellow sitting in the corner says to him, what's the matter? He says, what's the matter? Who are you? He sees this scrawny little yid. He says, tell me, tell me though. And he starts crying and bawling and he says to him, tells him the whole story. He says, how long is this already? He says, it must be at least a half hour that I'm here. And I was stuck for longer than that before. He says, Oy Nebuch, we must get him out. 
says, yeah, we got to get him out. He says, come quickly. And this skinny little guy, he puts on his coat. And he says, come. He figured, okay, this guy must be taking him to all the strong guys. He's probably taking him to the gym. Where all the guys are working out. He's going to get all these guys working out, pumped up. They're going to come help. But he doesn't go to the right, he doesn't go to the left in Apta. He walks straight out of the city of Apta. And he walks straight in the direction of the wagon. And the wagon driver is running after him and saying, Hey, hey, sir, so you don't understand what I said. But this thing is deep, it's stuck, it's frozen, it's, it's, it's not... My horses are not doing it. We need a few guys to push this out, or a few horses. Where are you going? Anyway, the young skinny guy comes... Can't tell that story. Uh, he comes to the place with the horse and wagon on. <coughs> and the businessman sees the wagon driver showing up. He says, oh, he brought reinforcements. And he starts to look around at the guy from the right and to the left. And he says, uh, where's your reinforcements? And he realizes this one single guy, this little skinny, puny guy, he's going to be the... He says, are you Meshiga? Are you suicidal? What did you bring this guy here for? Skinny. He's not shy. He's not capable of doing anything. And the skinny little guy says to him, you know, it's time. It's enough. The horses are in this thing long enough. Let's get them out. Move them. So what do you mean move them? I can't. He says, get. You get on the wagon, on the thing, and I'm going to get in together with the master over here, and you drive me back to Opta, please. I need a hitch. The kitchen. He do just that. The guy jumps on the, on the wagon. He gives the schmitz the horses and they start moving. And the wagon goes out of the blotter. And as soon as it's out of the blotter, the man comes in with the businessman, with the, with the little, little skinny guy. And they get on the wagon and they drive to Apta. And this guy disappears. He gets out of the wagon and he runs off. He runs off. They start, they're standing in the street and they start smelling the most delicious aroma. The bakery! They're baking already tonight! The bakery can't bake in the morning because then you don't have anything ready. So they bake overnight. So they're baking overnight and the schmeck is all to die for. They're ready to die anyway. And they get on the wagon and they start riding towards the smell and they, lo and behold, they find the bakery. Come into the bakery. Ah, it's warm. Shalom Aleichem. Where are you coming from? They tell them the story. The horrific story how they were stuck in the wagon. In the snow and how they were freezing to death. He says, oh, you, you, you never, never come here quickly, wash your hands, eat some bread, hear some tea, make some tea. And he's setting them a table and he says, Since how did you get out? Ah, he tells him the story, he comes to the synagogue, I came to the shul, I came into the city, I came to the shul, and this skinny little guy came and he told me, it's time to get the horse out, and the horses just pulled us out. <laughs> this guy was, so the guy says, what? You met a real tzaddik. He did a real mephis right in front of your eyes. Foolish people what you are. Did you ask him for a brach at least? 
So by the time we got back here, he just disappeared. Ah! Ay! There must have been only Yohanavi! And he came to save you, and you didn't know, and you didn't ask him for anything. Well, needless to say, they were not very happy, and they were not getting any happier by the way the man was ringing, reaming them out. All of a sudden, and he described the whole guy there, and he said, I never saw such a guy, <coughs> skinny little guy with coat, and that he's a tzaddik. We don't have such guys in this town. No. As they're talking, in runs the skinny little guy, and he's running to the apartment, to the back of the bakery. And they say, hey, there he is. And the baker says, yeah, there he is, that pot." That dog. So what do you mean? You know that is. That's my son-in-law. <laughs> Didn't work a day in his life. I have to work extra here to support him, his wife, and his kids. He never did a... They said, no, 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 you don't understand. There he is. He is the man that did the miracle. Thank God there was a chair right behind the baker. He went plop. And his son-in-law came running over to make sure he was okay. He was very concerned, obviously. Ultimately, this man was the, the Yidah Kodesh of Pishish. And the, reader, and the way he was discovered was in a, in a pit, in a forest, where he went out to save Yidin. And so when it comes to Teda, to Matan Teda, the basis of Teda were taught everywhere is a place for Teda. Chagashu is no different than any other Yamtiv. And obviously we should start learning 30 days before the Yamtiv about the Halakas. At least from Mishkedesh Sivan. Since Shavu is a very short Yamtiv and relatively nothing much happens. Some say it's even from the Shabbos before Shavuos is sufficient. Chavchas Ir is a day that Tzadikim used to fast. It's the Yatzad of Shmuel Hanavi. Some say Chavtas Ir is a day of Tainas Tzadikim. Many of the Sephardic communities have a custom to daven on this day by the caver and the caver of Elkanah, his father. His mother, two sons that are buried in the Maura. Avishkedish Sivon is a very special day to do tshuva. And therefore, many Anshemites have fast on every Avishkedish. Some don't, but they don't fast on Avishkedish Ir or Cheshvan or Tevis because they are in months of holidays. And those that fast, like upon them until the half a day. Or those that fast until the Mailad, which is when the moon is born, which is usually announced in Shul, it has to be announced in Shul, by Shabbos Varchim, before you bench the Chedesh. And this is a Bukubu from the Baal Shem to fast till the Mailad. And of course, if there's a minion, then they'll invite you to Mincha.
No, Arabish Kedish would not be on Shabbos this year. Then they would do it from Thursday. Someone who wants to fast, to take on his fast the day before by Mincha, in the Brach of Shemeya Tefillah, and he accepts upon himself Tainus Lamacher. And the end of the Shemnesse, before you heal it up, the second one, we say we say the words, Tainus Lamacher. Person forgot to be Kabbalatinus, he has until Benashmoshes, which is twilight. If someone's going to fast, they're not going to be able to learn Teda, he may not fast. Because it deprives him from his Melechashemayim. In the last generations, they're told not to fast too much anyway, but to add in Teda and to make Tainus Dibur and to give Tzedakah. Talk less. Someone who doesn't fast should the tshuva anyway in cheshbon nefesh and to fix all that he can from his soul. Many have a custom to say say the yom kippur cotton. Chayim and Esau the svaradim have a custom to say the miyuchad erevish chedish. Generally, we don't fast. I mean, there are very few that do, but those who do, Ashrechem. Arab Rishchei, this is extremely, extremely important. Important. Arab Rishchei, is a special day to daven for children. Children, sons, Tamidah Chachamim. And you look up the Tvilas Shalah, and the Tvilas Shalah is said on Arab Rishchidish Sivan. And of course, Arab Rishchidish that comes on Shabbos, we say after of Machachidish. Um, Shabbos of Archim, we usually don't say of Rachman, but before Rishchidish Sivan we do, because of the terrible sad things that happened in the month of Sivan. It's one of the reasons. Um, yeah so it's of course very easy to today's day and age to download the Tfilos HaShalah just uh, put in Erev Rishchidish Sivan into your computer into your search I can't say any name of a search because then it sounds like I'm advertising Mm-hmm. and I'm definitely not advertising or advocating but you put in Erev Rishchei and you will find the prayer the tefillah of the Shalom it's very commendable to say it on Erev Rishchei Mishnah Pirkei Oves Pirkei Arbo Midas Ba'adam Ha'imah Shali Shalach Shalach Shali if a person says what's mine is yours what's yours is mine he's an Amoritz Ignoramus Shali Shali Shalach Shalach Mine is mine, yours is yours. The midah benenis. It's an average person. Yes, emrim. This is midah sedaim. Some say it's actually midah sedaim. If he says shali shalach, shalach shalach, mine is yours and yours is yours. Chosid, he's a chosid. 
And then the Mishnah finishes. Shalach Shali, Shali Shali, Rosha. Um, Amber Alert. You're, you're teaching us in Milsa the Chasidusa. Pirkei Avis is Mishnah that teaches how to behave. How to be a proper good Jew. What are you adding in the Mishnah by saying, Shalach Shali, Shali Shalach Shali, Shalach Shali, Shali Shali is a Rosha. I have no gain, no benefit in my Milsa the Chasidusa from such a thing. Also, what's so great if the person says, what's mine is yours, shali shalach, what's yours is yours, shalach shalach. And so much so, that the Mishnah says, he's a tzaddik, he's a chassid. What makes him so righteous? The truth is, the mission of this particular case is talking about a person who has no money. No Jew should ever be that way. But he doesn't have money to be able to give generously. Meanwhile, when he gives the little that he can, he brings up the spirits, he bolsters the spirits of the poor man. He makes him so happy. And he says to him, the little which is I my own I own on my own probably makes me a poor man too. And this attitude, therefore, because he shares willingly what he doesn't have even, this attitude therefore merits him to be considered a chassid. But why the Russia? Why make any mention of the Russia? This is not Milsa the Chasidus, it's talking about a Russia. But the truth is, such a person only says, what's yours is mine. In practice, really, he gives and he gives very generously. Nevertheless, as far as Milsa the Chasidus is concerned, since he makes statements belittling the poor person who received his generosity, therefore he's considered wicked. By talking about it, and by mentioning it, that makes him wicked. I'm going to go way back to the mother over here on Chav Beis Amit Beis, although we're holding after Chav Tess already. The Yamada tells us of the different people that take the world, destroy the world. The Yamada then says, Pedish Ma'ava, Pedish Me'ira. If someone serves out of love, serves out of punishment, out of fear, punishment, they take the world, they destroy the world. Amrullah, Abayya, the Rava, the Tana. Abayya and Rava both said to the Tana, Is it the Pedish Ma'ava, Pedish Me'ira? Don't you teach in your Aobraisa that out of love and reward and fear, punishment, this is how a person should work, this is how he should live? Why are you criticizing it? Said, 
A person should always involve himself in Teda Mitzvahs, even if he doesn't have the proper intentions. If it's not for its own sake. Why? The Al-Tarebbe explains this very deeply in Tanya. Because when we do something, even if it's without intent, ultimately it comes down to it, the proper intention. So the truth is, the Gemara says, this is a mistake. We should not criticize these people. These people actually are doing the right thing. And Ashrechem, they are blessed. And therefore, we look forward to this Shabbos, the Shabbos of Archim HaChedesh. Mazel Tov to the Yermelelis and Seagate. Mazel Tov to tomorrow's wedding. My niece that's getting married, Mir Tashem. And and it should be Simchas by Klal Yisrael, Mekfeidah Chaherza, and Yehovku Yom Edel. Not that they have to be Mahafik. We have to go into Teda. Hopefully you'll hear us next week again. But the Vaila, at this point on, we start to wish one another Kabolos HaTeda, Besimcha, Obepnimius, in Yerushalayim, Yerakedesh, Shabbat Shalom to all.